expectations. Well, uh, you've heard it here first, folks, but you've got friends and low expectations, and uh, we're fortunately and or unfortunately back for a second episode by popular demand. I've had at least, I know at least one person has watched our our podcast. Shout out to Joe. Um, (laughs) There's there's nine views on YouTube, so. What? At least least four of them are for me. And I, I, probably because I just refreshed watching the number go up, you know? I think Um, think two are mine, so, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I can't can't complain. Anthony, Anthony has claimed that he's going to watch episode one tomorrow. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold my breath. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I've already told him we've talked a lot of shit about him. So he may not want to watch it. I don't think think he'll be back for episode two. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't watch it, we're just going to keep shitting on him. And that, that's just kind of who we are fundamentally. Um, I mean, we have... that's, our mission. that's our mission statement. Bring the fellas content, number one. Shit on Fern, number two. If, if they had high expectations of like, we're going to be like upstanding human beings, wrong. You came to the wrong fucking podcast, bitches. <laughs> uh, you know, before we get started, I just want to say shout out to the fellas. Uh, uncoordinated rope scripted hat um so you know moving forward the fellas we're gonna have to coordinate fits um if you want to be on the show so uh we've got we've got some exciting lineups and i think we've got some exciting opportunities in the coming weeks and i'm, I'm excited to, to be able to to make some moves with that um well you know who we are obviously uh the hostess with the mostests uh i'm tyler Kiefer. And this is Sam Friday. I'm just kidding. Um, but we do have an exciting guest this week. We have Josh Philly England, all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina. North Kakalaki. North Mean you Philly in here. the flesh. Uh, not yet. We're saving the Mean Philly segment for later on in the show. Josh, it's great to have you here with us today. Thank you for, for taking some time uh, and, and joining us this evening. Yeah, if I known we were going with government names, I would not have joined. So, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Way to sneak that one in there. Fair enough. Yeah. Trying to keep a little profile here. Thanks for having me, boys. You don't have a funny name like Coral, so. <laughs> I know. Coral. There we go. Coral. It's the, uh, your clip. The, uh, Coral. The Dory. No, not the Dory. The Nemo, or what is the name? What's the dad's name? Merlin. 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 Merlin? That's a Mar- fucking Marlin. wizard. Marlin. Merlin. Marlin. You said Merlin. He definitely said Merlin. I said uh, Merlin. I corrected myself. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Billy. Jesus. That's for an answer. Jeez. Okay. Anyways, the point is the Marlin, uh, you know, top up that you did last week, great addition to the podcast. Oh, you know, we're going to get another coral into a clip here. Coral! Um, we're gonna have lots of those because you know it make Kiefer laugh every time, and whenever Kiefer laughs, he's got this contagious laugh, so I can't help but laugh. So it, you know, it, it just so, so it's great. So here's my here's my ask of y'all: if I can do this, if if I can make it happen, if I can yeah. make it happen, where I can make a soundboard, have me in it as a producer, okay, and I'll just sit in the background and I'll just soundboard all day long. I'm for it. We, I, I propose some in-game sound effects. Yep. I've got a couple that I would like to add. That'd be uh, fun. 
That would be top fun. Of the, top of the list of power rankings for sound bites, though. It's got to be Coral. Like, we just oh, sure, Coral. Absolutely. That's another one right there. I'm putting it in. Coral! If, if we have like a, if we have a, an audio clip too of like a Steelers player crying or complaining, or have you watched? Like, the, have you watched? Like a, I was going to say, have you watched any game with Ben Roethlisberger? That's all he does. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger needs injuries to survive. If Ben Roethlisberger didn't get injured, he wouldn't know what to do with himself. His whole yeah, he uh, persona. Would have like five years ago when he showed Yeah, he, he, he likes, there's only two things that Ben Roethlisberger can do to be successful. And it's, it's rape people and it's get injured. <laughs> if he can't count at least 12 injuries, it's like, hey, listen, I'm playing through a Broken elbow, a broken wrist, two dis dislocated thumbs. Uh, actually, three dislocated thumbs. I have a weird one on my toe. You don't want to know about. I, uh, you know, it's just, it just, it gets old, man. Come on, Big Ben, you're. It, it, it's actually a little bit sad. I if got, we can, I if we, say, we, we are five minutes in and we have already lost Carl for sure. He is oh yeah. definitely <laughs> not. He's not gonna make. He's not gonna make it to two minute drill. Carl's sure. a respectable human who who obviously knows that Big Ben is past his prime and probably needs to hang out. Yeah, he would much rather settle for Dwayne Haskins because we know he's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, for right, sure. Fellas. Yeah, ask ask. Uh, <laughs> let's let's ask, keep this on track. I ask I, this guy who Dwayne Haskins is. Need I right, say more? All right, fellas. We we we. <laughs> in the event that Carl does make it to the two minute drill, let's go ahead and start before we make any more jokes and lose him. So you got, you got the you got the timer pulled up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'll pull up the timer. You got to add the clock. I'm going to add the clock. I'm yeah, post-production. Post so, starting the clock. You ready for the weekly recap? Let's go. Oh, Keith Chief and Shark in the Water did deliver a potential game of the week. Um, thriller, although it's not in the way the league was hoping for. Very low-scoring affair. Neither side broke 100 points. But Chief Keith walks away or Keith Chief walks away with the win, 95-90, thanks to the absolute bare minimum from Chris Goddard on Sunday night. In Ride the Bus versus Blood, Sweat, and Beers, uh, I mean, we're almost certainly going to have a team of the week in uh, Ride the Bus this week and, like, absolutely flexed every single muscle in his entire body. All over. I mean, like, if Fern was a plant, he'd be, he'd be dead right now because lack of water. But... Uh, the bus sees every member of their starting unit go over 10 points and win empathetically. Uh, ride the bus wins 173 to 100. Bad Mother Tucker versus Rice to beat you. This actually turned out to be a really good matchup, a potential game of the week contender. Uh, Rice to beat you. Got exactly what he needed from Bad Mother Tucker on Monday night, which was a poor game from Mike Williams. Um, but Herbert did not look Allen's way in lieu of Williams not being uh, the star target. Rice to beat you comes up just short. Bad Mother Tucker wins 132-118. Uh, Dalvin Hobbs shakes off the curse that they, they gave themselves last week and gets right back on track with an empathetic win over head cow. Uh, huge outputs by Barkley and Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek had the second highest individual points of the year with 47.6, uh, which sees Dalvin Hobbs cruise to an easy 143-109 victory. And to close out the week in low expectations, Gooses lose versus Team S.A. Chingon. T.A.S. needed only a modest performance from the number one, his number one pick and number one overall pick, Austin Eckler. And Eckler delivered him a 29-point gem. T.A.S. scores a decisive win to pull over 500. Gooses lose 
falls to one and three. TES over the loose Gooches, 145 to 122. And Sam, one minute, 57 seconds. We just oh. stuck the pitch in the end zone. Mm, let's go. Honestly, That's how you execute the two-minute drill right there, baby. We, we love Tom Brady to see himself it. couldn't have run it any better. Wow. Talk about a turnaround from being almost two minutes over to uh, under. We love we love to see it. We love to see it. My blood's flowing right now. My blood's flowing. We're, we're, in, we're in rhythm right now, boys. Dude, we're, we're smell cooking. That? Success. That's my smell. I was going to say, that smells like a charcoal grill ready to be fired up and get going. Uh, I do want to talk about we, – we obviously – we love to talk about tinkering. We love to talk about waiver wires. Um, and, and that's, that's going to be like the, there's a lot, a lot on the waiver wire this week. And uh, whether it's, you know, I think that the big one that we wanted to talk about this week was the, the running back handcuff situation that's popping up all over the league. Injury bug was a big topic of conversation last week. Um, and, and that's continued to be the trend this week. Uh, we know that Fern won the Chubba Hubbard sweepstakes a week ago, and uh, obviously that he's not putting up Christian McCaffrey numbers quite yet. Um, uh, he got 15 touches. Uh, it should be an overall good pickup, um, but I'm interested to see who's going to win the the RB sweepstakes this week. Uh, I mean, I know that I'm losing a, a great running back, and uh, well, I don't know about great, but he's put up some good points in David Montgomery, and so Damian Williams is going to be on the block this week. Uh, what is he going to do? Who knows? He had 70 yards uh, on his touches that he had after coming in late in the game for the Bears. Uh, but the Bears are dog shit. So um, Philly can probably confirm as a Vikings fan. Um, <laughs> but so, I mean, for Philly, the Bears are dog shit. <laughs> regardless, regardless, it should of, be two wins. <laughs> regardless of if, if the Bears are good or not, uh, with Montgomery out about a month, like Damian Williams is definitely someone that is going to find themselves on a roster this week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who wins those sweepstakes for sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, Philly being a Vikings fan, I'm sure he's pleased that Montgomery is. Uh, going to be sidelined. I think the latest update I saw was potentially four to five weeks. So, I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about a month of football. You're talking about, yep. you know, whoever wins those sweepstakes, that's going to be, um, you know, that, that could, that could get you a win or two um, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, as and, and we have been one other big running back injury in the, the mixing one. Talk, talk to me about that one, Keith. This one is interesting, especially coming off the big trade a week ago, Mixon for uh, Debo Samuel. Samuel obviously had a monster game. You know, I said I felt to me um, like Gino may have won that trade. Um, but yeah, with, with Mixon being down, he's listed as week to week. He could be back in the lineup. But um, if he's not, you know, you're giving up potentially the second leading receiver in the league, um, you know, for for a guy who might who might miss a couple weeks and that. Certainly opens the door for Samaje Piran. Love to hear Philly's take on this, but I mean, Cincinnati wants to run the ball. They want to make life easier for Joe Burrow. The way you do that is run the ball effectively. Um, so that, that'd be an interesting one. Yeah, I, I'm on the uh, Samaje Piran has to prove himself, right? He was he was super explosive in college and was really hyped when he came into the league, and he's not really done much. Um, he's been in backup roles for most of his time in the league and he's had a couple bright spots here and there, but he, to me, he's a Giovanni Bernard type, uh, when Gio was splitting backfield reps, you know, there, you could put him in. And even if he was the projected starter, 
it was just kind of about what situations he was in. Um, now, the running back depth there is not great. I mean, you got Puka Williams uh, in that backfield, uh, which great name, great football name. Don't know how much he's going to produce. So it would seem that Samadre Piran is going to be the, the guy there. But um, Joe Mixon could still play. He's not, you know, necessarily completely out. Um, so I think what you likely see is probably some easing back in of Joe Mixon if he's able to play. Um, you know, maybe a 60% snap share for, for Mixon, 40% for, for Piran. And then, you know, with that, what's he going to make of it? You know, it's tough to tell. He, um, he had 13 snaps, I think, last week, 15 snaps, something like that, and had like uh, three points, three fantasy points, something similar to that. So um, he, he's, uh, you know, he, what's he going to do with it? I don't know. Uh, I will say, the more interesting one to me is the the Bears one. Uh, as a Vikings fan, it, any any tough running back we see, I'm I'm, I'm pissing myself because our run defense is god awful. It's atrocious. Um, we basically just like it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, just wide open. <laughs> but the Damian Williams situation, like <laughs> yeah, I mean it's very similar to my rectum. Uh, one could say a mirror image. And and some and I really feel like the Bears are kind of like my record. So this, this is perfect here. Um, the the Damian Williams thing's interesting. Big Damian Williams guy, love the dude for obvious reasons. Uh, however, um, he is also injured, well potentially injured. So uh, the Bears maybe I don't, I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what a fibrous I, is. I, I, I think someone I think someone hit him with Brutus in the leg. Um, so yeah, who knows, uh, but the bears play Las Vegas. And so I don't really think it's going to matter who that run, that starter is. Um, Vegas is looking really good. So I think, you know, a lot of these handcuff situations are tough. I was surprised a little bit to see Chuba Hubbard, not, uh, really pop off like I thought he would, but I think, uh, the Panthers struggled in general in Jerry world, um, uh, on, on Sunday. And so I think that, I think that wasn't just him. Oh, except for DJ Moore. DJ Moore suddenly went oh, off and oh. showed up for the first time all season. So yeah. uh, I'm just waiting on the Terrace Marshall to show up and then my life will be complete. Yeah, I think uh, just last comment on the running back situation. I think the positive note that I wrote down, at least for Chuba Hubbard, is the touch count, the snaps and the touches. Um, you know, if, if uh, Damian Williams is able to get that kind of, um, those kind of looks, what can he make of them? Same with Samaji P. Ryan. What can he make of those looks if he gets them? So, I mean, moving forward for Chuba Hubbard, you got to feel good the fact that he got 15 touches. You're less than satisfied with the production, but again, you mentioned just a tough matchup against Dallas. Um, I would I move this into really quickly talking about both of our picks. We noted the running back situation, but yeah. you and I both had different picks for our potential drop ad target. I noted uh, Dalton, Dalton Schultz, uh, very on brand. I'm a big tight end guy when it comes to um, fantasy football. And they are just such a premium in 10-man leagues because there's just so few elite ones. Uh, I took Kelsey at number five. I think uh, Carl got Waller at number 12 or something like that, you know, 12 or 13. And then we didn't see another tight end come off the board until like the third or fourth round or fourth round until Gronkowski got picked up, if I'm not mistaken. So... Um, I think I think I took Mark Dalton, Andrews earlier. 
Was it? Was it Mark Andrews? I, I must have taken because I took I took Gronk second of my two tight ends. So I think Mark Andrews probably went third round for me. I had to guess. No, I mean tight end. Bottom line, tight ends are important, and for me, Schultz is getting the kind of workload that you want to see from a top tight end. Um, he's got six or more targets in three or four games this year. Three out of four games. Um, and this is very good because the Cowboys are throwing the ball exceptionally well. Dak is spreading the ball out. He's getting the ball to his targets. And because that offense is so wide open, you know, it's not difficult to make one guy miss and turn a five-yard catch into a 35-yard game. So I like, I like Schultz. Um, I'm way at the bottom of the waiver wire, but I put in a claim for Schultz. If I walk away with Schultz, I'm feeling good about my tight end situation with Kelsey and Schultz. That's my pick for, uh, you know, number one drop or ad target. Yeah, and I, I think I'm going to take us out west. And I think the, the pet question I posed is, is A.J. Green back? We remember him in Cincinnati uh, kind of a few years ago now, what it feels like. But, I mean, dude could dude was balling. And that was with a god-awful team and Andy Dalton. Um, and, and then he suffered quite a few foot injuries, I want to say, and that, that kind of hampered him. Um, but – He's kind of seen a rejuvenation in, in, uh, in the, with the Cardinals. I mean, Kyler Murray is slinging the ball. I mean, the dude is, like, obviously an MVP candidate this year. Um, AJ's been able to stay on the field through four games, which is, you know, that's, that's saying something. He's playing at almost 80% of all the snaps. Um, he's seeing six targets a game, and in these past two games, he's been able to really uh, capitalize on that. He's gotten five catches – or 10 catches in the past two games over 12 targets, uh, touchdown in his past three games, and he's averaging at least 10 points a game. I mean, he's probably on pace for more than that. If I'm looking at it right right now, but I think I think we're gonna see maybe someone take a take a risk on AJ because uh, I'm I'm can guarantee you that people are hurting at wide receiver and uh, like definitely looking at like. Burns roster where he's got like three three wide receivers out with like T Higgins doubtful uh, he's probably he might be back this week but juice on the uh, on the IR as well so that could be a good option Anthony I'm looking at you but lots of lots of needy people with wide receiver needs and AJ Green has been consistent yeah definitely like that pick as well um, moving on talking about potential drops we we like to keep an eye on folks rosters and try to you know, maybe pick out who we think could uh, could become available. You know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. You know, some guys just come on late in the season and end up popping off. So um, talk to me a little bit about your pick here, the guy you have your eyes on. The guy I have my eyes on. And, I mean, we put two. Uh, I, 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 actually, I'm going to let you touch on this one because I think it'll be funnier if you say it. Um, but the guy I have is uh, Robert Tanyan, and I think, He's sitting, he's probably cooling on Gino's roster. Um, and he is just mightily underperformed, uh, at least so far anyways. Um, I mean, he came out of nowhere in 2020. Uh, his fellow Sycamore alumni, uh, you know, go trees or whatever the fuck. Um, is he an Indiana State guy? Yeah, dude. Indiana what? State guy. Big, he's a big Teradice guy. Big, big big sycamore vibes <laughs> dude the very missouri valley conference that's that's where it's at apparently not but again he came out of nowhere uh he had 11 tds last year um this year he's already been td dependent and he just <laughs> rogers really hasn't been looking his way 
Uh, I think Randall Cobb had two touchdowns this weekend against the, the Steelers. Uh, and Tunyon has just been severely underperforming, and Gino has already opted to bench him. Uh, so, like I said, I, there's plenty of really, really good options on the waiver wire for, in terms of tight ends. Keeper, you mentioned one above. So, like, if you're looking for an option uh, to drop and you need to clear some roster space or you want a better backup, backup until maybe Tunyon starts performing again, uh, that's my candidate for this drop of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, so the question, the question that I noted in my notes was simply, is he worth it to hold on to even in the event of a Bills uh, Dawson Knox bye week? And right now it doesn't look like he's worth the roster spot, you know, frankly speaking. You play, you play better without a man in your tight end spot than playing him right now. He's yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much useless. Yeah. Not, not um, worth it. Yeah, the other my my pick. So the first one I want to acknowledge, and this is just because I just I, I feel like if anybody else picked him up, um, he might have panned out. But Nick Westbrook and Canine, I just I love <laughs> he's worth a mention as our top drop because Joe is certainly gonna let him go. Fuck you, Joe. He's certainly gonna let him go. And this was this was a one week experiment. He had the perfect storm going for him. You out, you're down Julio, you're down AJ Brown. Like this is your week, man. This is your time to shine. And my guy just drops a fucking dud. And it's just, I mean, I don't think Joe started him, but still, it was just perfect that Joe had a potentially cheeky pickup and true to form. My man just did not perform. So he had that, that, he had he had eight targets. Tannehill was looking his way, but he could only haul in three. Yeah, that's just that's he was tough. on the field 81% of the time. Like you have this big of an opportunity and you fumble the bag, my friend. Yeah, that's just a, just a tough scene. But my pick, um, Tyson Williams, um, sitting there uh, really collecting dust on Carl's bench. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, he looked like he was one of the top picks coming into this year. Um, a potential sneaky pick. Um, with the Ravens running back room just decimated. And, you know, I, I said he looked, he was given the keys to a Ferrari and the man has left it in the garage. Um, he's only turned in one starter worthy performance. And now think, think about this. Think about this. The Ravens have objectively like the best run game in the NFL. Last week, they had their 43rd consecutive game with over 100 yards rushing. I don't think you understand anyone understands how difficult that is in the NFL 43 consecutive games over 100 yards even if it came on a on a, a total middle finger of a last play snap by Lamar Jackson still 100 plus yards rushing and this man cannot turn in a starter performance he was a healthy scratch um, Carl's been trying to shop him around I don't think anybody wants to touch him with a 10-foot pole I, I don't know what other options Carl has um, he's going to be he, I think he's dead last on the waiver wire. He's, he's playing really well. It's probably a good position to be in of like, yeah, you know, I have this player that I don't need. Um, but still, he's, he's probably going to end up letting him go. And at this point, I think he'd rather like roster a second kicker or a second defense than hang on to Tyson Williams much longer. So that's my pick. Uh, he's he's got to let him go soon. And he's probably going to continue to hold on to Corey Davis just to spite me. Um, but I think Corey Davis had a solid week last week. So he's got more reason to hold on to Corey Davis than Tyson. 
Yeah, I uh, I just want to say I wish I had that. Uh, I, I'm in the tough spot right now where all my players are just good enough to not drop, which is a first world problem for sure. But I mean, just <laughs> just as we've been talking, I've been looking through my roster and, and trying to figure out some waiver moves. And there's some there's some people that I like this week. Uh, one person that you you also mentioned was um, was Jamison Crowder. Um, he comes back from injury, gets uh, nine targets. Uh, and racks up almost 20 points. Um, people forget. I mean, he's been you know, often injured, but when he's in the game, he's electric, and he's always a 20-point, you know, he's a, he's a boomer bust kind of guy, but he more often booms than busts. So I'm looking at my team, though, and seeing most of my guys performing about the same. So it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting part of the season, I think, where, you know, you have to make some moves on some people that maybe aren't performing well, but you also maybe have to take some risks of, I have some guys that are performing well, um, but there's, you know, a Dan Schultz is a, or Dan, Dan is Schultz, whatever his name Dalton. is, the tight end, Dalton. Dalton Schultz. Of course it's fucking Dalton, white kids. Um, but, you know, uh, Dalton, you know, is he going to go shopping at Vineyard Vines this week and look fresh and, and come in feeling good? Or is he going to lay an egg? Who knows? But the to your point, Keith, the, the target share is there. And so, you know, even looking at that, his target share has gone up. I have CD land. This target has gone down. Is, is it a cheeky swap for C? It sounds crazy to say that you would swap CD lamb for, for Schultz, but you know, it, it, even putting him on my bench, I have TJ Hawkinson in my, in my tight end spot is a good tight end, but you know, is it worth the trade bait to get somebody better? You know, those are, those are the tough things at this time of the year. Especially with the tight end position. Like I said, I mean, tight ends are, there's just such a steep drop off. And, you know, when you have a guy who potentially looks like a top five tight end, um, like Schultz is looking right now, he's worth it to somebody. Like I said, I put in a claim for him. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he, he falls to me at the eight waiver spot. But, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, and your perspectives on the drop ads. Next, we're going to move into the segment we've been waiting for. I mean, we wow. have been looking forward to this. Uh, the main man himself, Philly, did on the first, uh, you know, first guest spot. And, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to have him here. So uh, introducing our very first Ruby Tony, Jada Kiss, best picker, uh, guest <laughs> picker, uh, Philly. And, and for those of you who don't get that reference, um, if you've never heard Ruby Tony by uh, Schoolboy Q and Jada Kiss, you need to go listen. And all you need to know to understand this reference is just Jada Kiss's verse. It's the greatest thing to ever happen in the history of guest verses. And Philly, you have big shoes to fill, but uh, we're looking forward to having you on board, Jada Kiss. Yeah, I mean, wow. Uh, I expected there'd be a good intro for me, right? Because it's, I mean, it's me, right? But, uh, but that good of an intro, I don't know if I can follow it. I'm surely going to disappoint you. Uh, right, this will be the best three seconds anyway, of your like... life. This you is could, why we are. This is why we are low expectations. <laughs> We've set the bar could, very low. You could never very low. Never. So very low. Getting us rolling. Um, you know, just a, a bit of investigative journalism here. We want to get a glimpse into the mind of Philly, a mind of uh, just an absolute genius, the absolute you know legend and patriarch of fruit flakes, the greatest creation. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest creation to ever there's happen a bag. to there's a bag right over there <laughs> that i i will get up and i, will I can only hope fruit. i can only hope kellogg you know gave you royalties for fruit flakes because 
my man came up with fruit flakes or at least he introduced me and hope to fruit flakes and what was that like 2011 and then like 10 and that, years later and that was a spur of the moment thing the that's an off the dome thing that was just a big brain that was a that was a that was a out of necessity we were talking about that this weekend um with bailey two weekends ago when when carl was in town uh we had a conversation with bailey about it and uh you know it was just born a necessity you know there's only sometimes you can go to carl flipping burgers or you can go to the panini press station and then audi market before you're retired of it you don't want it you gotta go you gotta switch it up yeah there's up. nothing better to end your day than some fruit flakes so oh man but anyway the genius behind fruit flakes if you haven't tried it frosted flakes fruit loops give it a go but my question for you talk to me about the phillies five i i want to know where the inspo came from for this uh it's 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 a very unique column there's certainly a need for it just you know, and all over the place, random thoughts of Philly. And, you know, it's a great read. Um, we're, we're two editions in and uh, where, where'd it come from? You know, uh, I've always wanted to be a big J journalist. So, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I listen to a lot of, uh, of different podcasts. Um, we we've talked about, you know, starting our own podcast and I've in those conversations I've told you all some of the, some of my inspirations. Uh, part of my take is a weekly listen um the way that they cover sports uh in general i think is is amazing I, like that not to you know toot their horn too much but i think they've really revolution they revolutionized sports podcasting for sure and maybe even podcasting interviewing as a whole um and so you know i was listening to uh, part of my take and i also basically I switched between part of my take and this is important which is done by the workaholics guys and the the workaholics guys they just really hop on and just start talking and they spend about an hour every episode and it, it literally can go from like itching your taint in public to walking down the red carpet at the grammys like it it's it's a spectrum the first episode started with they were talking about disney movies and then it started talking about which ones they would bang um and so like it just Not it, it really, <laughs> it's a progression right but it's genius in the way that they do it because it's you, you, there's not an agenda every time and you and you're not skipping a segment to get to the next segment and it felt really natural and so I've listened to both of those uh, quite a bit on my way to work or when I'm do, driving around doing other things I I just felt this desire to kind of uh to emulate something like that I have a lot of random thoughts that are in there and you know little jokes that I want to throw in to conversations here or there or, or even just you know things they may bring up that I have a, a thought about or or that I thought was interesting and so some of the stuff from Phillies 5 is things I've heard you know that have kind of repurposed or, or, you know, they, for the example, they were talking about the Manning broadcast. And so it made me kind of think about it. Um, and I watched it the next week and then wrote up my own kind of thoughts on that. Um, I've always been a writer type. I've never really done it. Um, I get really bad writer's block whenever I try to sit down and write. The Phillies 5 takes me almost the whole week to do. I'll just start, I have a notes on my notes app. I just start, if it's just a thought, if even it's just a joke about something, a joke about a player, or something that I notice, I just type it, I write it down, and then I might have ten things, and sometimes I combine them uh, to make it. But I, um, I've always in my head since I was a kid, I've, I kind of write things out. I'll, I'll start like writing like a chapter of a book in my head, just like kind of thinking through like a story and stuff. And so I never really write them down. I've never blogged, never done anything like that. And so when the podcast came out and the weekly awards came out, um, you know, with the engagement in the league, it really felt like. Uh, I really wanted to contribute to that and and 
you know, help make this league fun and enjoyable and exciting. And I want to do it in a new way. You know, Keith and I talked about it not being repurposed weekly awards or power rankings or coaches poll and, and being a way to maybe not even talk about specifically our league. I think a lot of my stuff yeah. is even about that. So this is a way for me to, to, to dump stuff on the, on the plate and, um, and really kind of in a tongue in cheek way, you know, there's kind of embracing the fact that it might not always be very good. It might be shitty. My opinions might suck. You might not agree with me. Uh, there might probably is typos. Um, I'm, you know, typing these in last minute right before the game starts. And so, you know, who knows what the hell is going to come out, but uh, it's just a good way for me to, to express myself. No, I think I, I, I appreciate that. And I think the, I think Keith and I have talked about this before too, but the engagement, I think that's, I think that's what like, I don't, I think if we lack the engagement in this league, there's, I don't think there's any way that we'd be doing something like this right now. Right. Like, right. otherwise it'd just be like Keith and I on FaceTime chatting, but like, that's what makes this league special and that's what makes it doing stuff like this worth it. Um, so yeah, no, like the, the added content that we've gotten this year has been huge. And I think it just contributes to the overall enjoyment of this league. And I think that's, what's going to uh, ensure it's long-term success. Um, so my yeah, question, I'm not, I'm not asking, I'm not asking the second question keeper. I, I'm going to leave that one to you. If, if you really want to ask that one, if we got, if we got time at the end, I'll squeeze it in. I, that one, that one's on you. Uh, so, throughout throughout pop culture, throughout history, we've got characters like you got Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. You got Clark Kent. You got Superman. You got Harvey Dent. You got Two Face. You got Josh Philly England. You got Mean Philly. Two alter yeah. egos, right? Two yeah. alter egos. Yeah. And, and I, 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 luckily, thankfully, I have not been on the receiving end of Mean Philly. I, I've been able to to watch like the Watcher from afar and and kind of. Uh, I don't know if I would say like ogle or I don't know, admire because it's kind of terrifying at times as well. Scorched earth Philly, you know, but I, I kind of wanted to see like if you had a favorite mean Philly moment or if you had a, um, uh, like a moment where you were like, Oh shit, I went too far. Uh, I went, I went like, I went overboard. Like correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't <laughs> I the first recipient of mean Philly? I, I think, I think I was like, I think I was trolling Philly in the DZ one day and Philly just said something off the wall. And I was like, I was like, God damn, bro. Like, Who hurt you? <laughs> I was like, Jesus, I thought we were joking. Yeah, I, I, would, I would actually, I think I would credit you with the creation of me, Philly. Uh, not, I mean, probably, to be honest with you, I don't remember. And, and most of the mean Philly stuff, I... It sounds um, right, though. It sounds like something like it, it, Kiefer would probably poke the bear and you would, you know, you, you would react. So, I mean, like, it checks out. Like, well, well Kiefer, Kiefer was. Um, <laughs> no, so not a known poker of bears. For sure not. And especially not with Carl. Carl, if you're still here, we're not poking you. <laughs> Please do not take for the superlatives. Don't stay yeah. for the superlatives, please. <laughs> Carl, I, I'm not going to say anything, but my mean Philly roast of Carl is that I hope the Steelers don't wear the Bumblebee uniforms for the rest of the year. Yeah. So starting off, uh, I, I, um, I'm uh, incredibly uh, insecure and incredibly um, starving for people to like me. <laughs> so, um, so I, in part, and I also hate confrontation. So, 
you know, Kiefer, I think rightly pointed out one day that like, I, I'm never actually really super mean. I'm like always the mediator. I think it kind of came from the, when Friday beers first came out, there was a glue, the, glue guy. And when I, I had no clue that people thought of me that way in the group, I just kind of existed and, and really had to beg my way into the group. I got, I got uh, Norbit and Kiefer drunk one night and they texted Mushu and were like, Hey, can we like, can we have Philly in the group? And I was like, Oh, and it worked. I didn't even know. I thought Norbert still hated me. So Norbert was like, yeah, come in the group, Philly. So, but when I, when somebody mentioned that was glue guy, I was like, oh, people actually, uh, you know, I, I apparently enjoy me in the group or feel like I, I bring some cohesion to the group. So I can't, I can't go too scorched earth on folks. And, and you know, I, I said this last week in Philly's five, shit talking never works for me. No, it, it always blows up my thoughts. <laughs> we saw that. <laughs> and, and, and not just a little bit massively blows up in my face like the second that i say beat anybody or we're gonna we're gonna kick this team's ass for whatever it just goes down the pipe for me so i uh i just kind of if that necessity you know i've got to i've got to stand my ground and be assertive um and if that means that you know some feelings are gonna get hurt you know welcome like like for example I I wish all the best in the world for Miami, but I do hope one of the diamonds falls out of the turnover chain. Just one, just a singular diamond. So it just look every time you look at it, you you don't you don't really notice, but if you notice, <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> he left. Or at least his at least his profile picture is cute. No, yeah, go back. Actually, I, wanna... <laughs> I, I have to, to keep it professional. This is my my work account. <laughs> Give me seven seconds of that profile picture, and I'll be. <laughs> a-okay seven you know i think three i don't i don't remember exactly what i was trolling you about but i think i was i think i i was just i was trolling you about something and then you hit a mean philly moment and i was just like damn bro like and and that and that's when i told you and i've said this to a bunch of times to guys in our in our circle but that's when i told you you should be more worried about the day that i stop trolling you yeah, 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 that's when you're dead to me, and right. that's my message to Carl. If Carl's still here, which I've said this before <laughs> too, like you should be far more worried about the day that I stop making fun of you than you know my latest roast of the Steelers for no reason whatsoever. It's a, it's a sign of affection, if you will. And I'm pretty sure yeah, that's yeah. how we mended fences because you were like, "Oh, Kiefer does still love me," and I was like, "Duh, dumbass." <laughs> yeah, I, I also don't know that I ever really thought that you were that you were being an asshole. I mean, you are an asshole. So like, I mean, it comes to the territory. Like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? We, we invite you into this circle. Our very first guest. <laughs> and I get this fucking treatment from you. Unbelievable. I think we can say you did take my mother. I was gonna say he's gotten better though. Right, I'll give That's him true. That. He took my mother to a nice seafood dinner. He did <laughs> call her back too. So that was respectable at the very least. Confirmed, I do call back. <laughs> Um, I don't remember my exact thing though. I think my favorite mean Philly. Um, uh, oh, okay, actually, my, my my favorite mean Philly thing is not nothing that I've done. It's when other people do a mean Philly. So, like a couple of weeks ago, um, <laughs> Palin tried to do a mean Philly and couldn't do it, and actually was like kind of an asshole to Norbit on his birthday. <laughs> He, he tried to like he tried to like toe that line and it's just a line you like and that's for me and he was a raging asshole <laughs> raging asshole about it 
And then he just doubled, when we all called him out on it, like, okay, calm down. He just doubled down on it. <laughs> so uh, my favorite is when people try to mean Philly and they can't do it. It's a, it's a, it's an art. You have to get down to it. Keeper's gotten it down. Um, and I, no expectations group. Most of those guys, I don't think really know what, uh, haven't really experienced a mean Philly. So I don't know that they, um, well, that they're as it. aware as, yeah, they don't, they don't appreciate it as much, but yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for that. We want to, we do, we do want to get into one of the other reasons that we brought you here because of your, your expert analysis of low expectations football. Um, we want to get your picks for the games of this week. And I keep right. I have no idea what order you want to go in because I'm sure our orders are different on, on the screen. Um, I have, a, I have them pulled up. So uh, I'll let you, I'll let we'll, you do the rundown. We'll go, we'll go right off the top and because it's, you know, my homepage um keith chief versus team sa ching on uh keith versus fred uh, what are your thoughts there Kelly? well um I, I didn't think we we're gonna start with this one but i'm, I'm happy to do that uh i just you know too fucking bad, <laughs> too fucking bad. um okay so on uh, you know on paper this is a pretty close it's one of the closer matchups according to sleeper uh sleepers predictions um but uh, I hate to say it, Keith. If if Fred if Fred's team can do what Fred's team is supposed to do, he's gonna smack you. Um, now, is Fred's team gonna do what Fred's team is supposed to do? Um, I really like uh, Mahomes versus Buffalo. I I know that the the point line probably not gonna be pretty low because Buffalo's just been clearing out opponents, but um, it's a big game, and I like Mahomes in big games, so I think he's going to do well. Um, Scary Terry plays New Orleans. Uh, I think he's got a good matchup there. Um, and you've got like a, a Marvin Jones, um, kind of a, the, the X factor there maybe for that team. Um, and then Austin Eckler, uh, I don't know that, that the scoring is going to be very high in that game against Cleveland. You saw the defensive battle that was Minnesota-Cleveland last weekend. Um, and they kept Dalvin Cook relatively in check. Um, but what uh, Dalvin Cook is not as known for as, as Austin Eckler is, is the catches at the backfield. And with the, us being a PPR league, I think that that really elevates Eckler, even against a pretty stout Cleveland defense. Um, that being said, uh, you've got such a boomer bust team that um, I could easily see you taking it. If Mahomes goes off, it's a 50-50 chance of Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. And if it's Travis Kelsey, yeah, I think you start to pull away, especially with a Lamar Jackson getting to run all over Indy. Their defense isn't looking great. Um, and if James Robinson um, can can do what he's been doing for the past couple weeks against a, a pretty shitty Tennessee defense, yeah, I think you got a good chance. You know, for me, the, the struggle there is uh, AJ Brown and Chris Godwin. Are they going to show up? Uh, and so for that, I'm going to swing that over to Fred for the week. Yeah, I mean, I won't comment. On, I won't comment on any other matchups except for this one. But I mean, for the reasons you pointed out, like, I mean, last week I actually had roster Nirvana when you know, like, I didn't have anybody on my bench who would have blown the game open and still only scored twenty five or ninety five. So it's like, yeah, like, hey, if I if I get my projections from people, great. I'm gonna be tough to beat. But yeah. <sighs> Hey, can, but, can uh, we can we pause? Can you put edit this in post? I'm on my phone and it's gonna die. I've got to go get a charger real quick so I can plug it in so we don't die. Or are you gonna lose me? Okay. We're not, we're not worried about it. 
what is this? I would like. We're going to fill yeah. this content with some some high quality, uh, some high quality breaking news. This just in from the sleeper low expectations league chat. Billionaire Carl comment. Carl. If everyone with waiver priority ahead of me can go ahead, cannot pick up Damian Williams, that'd be great. Uh, so the rich would like to get richer. Fuck you, Carl. Bill, billionaire Carl wants to become trillionaire Carl. <laughs> Little asshole. While all the while all the pleads are just struggling to get you know a receiver who can consistently get the fifteen points. Wow, yeah, what a he's dick. Got, he's got Corey Davis and Devonta Smith on his bench. I mean, yeah, his running back situation is not great. So, I mean, I get it, but. You know, when you're when you're putting he's up not, 170 he's, points, he's not, I don't feel he's bad. He's not going to be there. He's not going to be there at the 10th waiver wire pick, and uh, yeah, he's just, he's just not going to be there. No, but yeah, no. Um, Billy, let yeah. us know when you're ready. Okay. He's a, he's um, I am plugged in. I'm ready to go. Sick. We'll we'll try to. We'll try to get through these matchups because I know I, I'm I'm almost positive we're probably going to be over on time again, Keith. Yeah. Not that um, that moving, on next, moving on to our next matchup. This one might be pretty straightforward, but love to hear your take here. Your guest pick, uh, Ride the Bus versus Shark in the Water. Billionaire Carl versus Austin. Our, our fearless leader, Cheese. <laughs> Is this a matchup? Wow. wow. Is this a matchup or what? Um, sorry, I... It's so interestingly enough, I'm going to miss this. It's fine. This is what I do for y'all. Um, it is uh, free agent. So I'm in another league where we don't have waivers. It's free agency. Wait, is this and our just? Is this our dynasty league? It's the it's the other one of that. Okay. It's the non dynasty league of that. And so at 10 o'clock on Tuesdays is when you can start adding. And so it's just a mad dash because it's the first one to add. So I'm um, foregoing that. I'm probably already missed the players I wanted to get. Yep, sure have. Damien Williams is gone. Uh, so just, just so you know how much I love you guys uh, for the pod, uh, we're doing this. So uh, who, am I, who am I covering again? Remind me of this. Carl against Austin. Ride the bus Ooh. against Shark in the Water. All right. So I don't want to spoil too much of this because um, I talk a little bit about this um, in my awards predictions coming up. But um, I hate it. I hate to say it. I just don't see a way that Carl loses this matchup. Um, the sure. the injuries uh, to to Austin's team are are difficult. Um, his his one saving grace here is the the Rams uh, Seahawks game. If uh, if the Rams shootout. defense does not show up, uh, that's going to be a shootout. And I like Russell Wilson in a shootout, and he's got Russ and DK. So, you know, if that game turns into a shootout, uh, which I, I can't see it being anything other than that because the, the Seahawks defense is trash. So, um, you know, with that, if, if Russ throws two or three to DK, which is very likely, um, that could really turn the tide for Austin. Um, but the depth is just not there. I mean, and same thing with Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup's been Stafford's favorite target. Um, you know, I, something about that white, white on white connection there. They just love each other. So, um, which sucks for me and my Robert, my Robert Woods. But um, 
the, the Christian Caffrey injury is hurting him more than I think he thought it was going to. Um, and he's going through a tough stretch. So he's going to probably drop two or three here in the next couple of weeks. And it's going to be tough for him to get out of that hole. You know, uh, the, on the other side of things, I don't love the Steelers offense. Uh, they're really hot and cold, which doesn't bode well for Najee Harris and for Deontay Johnson. Um, and Carl's bench, his depth is not great. Um, I would actually argue that Austin's depth is better uh, on his bench than Carl's depth. So if Carl's players show up to play, um, Kamara is going to have a field day against New Orleans. Uh, Dak Prescott's going to have a field day against the Giants. Um, you know, he could cruise to an easy victory. Uh, I wouldn't completely rule Austin out, but I think it's we're probably seeing our 5-0 and ride the bus. Love it. Love it. Uh, next up, Rice to beat you versus blood, sweat, and beers. Gino versus Fern. Gino versus Fern. Well, um, let's just, you know, go ahead and get this out of there. You know, if this was, if this was a league where you only count as scores from kickers, Gino would be the best of the best. Uh, that's the, that's the weekly Gino kicker dig. Um, you know, I, I think this is a pretty tight matchup here. You know, looking at the, the head to heads here, um, you got Justin Herbert and Tom Brady. I think, I think they could probably even each other's scores. Uh, you know, Clydro versus Jonathan Taylor. They're both hit or miss backs as well. They could equal each other's scores. Uh, Miles Gaskin and Chuba Hubbard, same. So you're looking down this list, and it's going to be, I think, a little bit tighter um, than, than they're giving credit for. Um, but I think the X factor here is going to be Devontae Adams versus Cincinnati. Mm. Um, I know they play at Cincinnati, but um, Aaron Rodgers is on fire right now. And uh, it, it's just hard to root against Devontae Adams. He's a, he's a target monster. And in a PPR league that just really bodes well for you. Uh, and somebody we mentioned earlier in the pod, Dawson Knox. How, how, do you, how do you go against that? I mean, that Buffalo defense, or that Buffalo offense is going to destroy Kansas City. They have no defense. Um, I think they're 32nd in the league. They're 31st in the league. They're, they're, they're god-awful. So um, I think this leans a little bit to Geno's side for me. Um, but I think this will be a, a pretty close. It's uh, 43.57 as of taping is the percentage. You know, I, I see day of, it's probably at 50-50 for most of the day. Uh, we're, we're watching that back and forth. So that, that'll probably be the, um, I mean, they both suck. So it's not a great matchup, but it's going to probably be the most interesting matchup. It will be the Austin versus, versus Kiefer matchup of this week. Wow. Okay. Um uncalled for <laughs> um oh, sorry keeping me, 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 me philly hat off okay. <laughs> keeping us rolling here uh very triggered um head cow versus the gooch is loose the Joe gooch is loose Mo versus the moderator of thoughts himself no yeah so i um i won't go too in depth on this because it's in my next section but um, if he can get it together, I think this is a great chance for Mo to get another win and for Joe to lose another heartbreaker. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to talk about it more in our next segment, so I'll, I'm going to save it for that. All righty, all righty. Rounding us out, 
probably what this is my pick for potential matchup of the week, but Bad Mother Tucker versus Dalvin and Hobbs, Kamish versus Mean Philly. Yeah. Try to be objective. Yeah. I'll do my best to be objective here. Yeah, Sam's team. Um, let me pull this this exact thing up so I can get the the numbers correct. Um, you know, Sam, Sam and I are. Uh, I have five hundred and fifty six point five two points for, and Sam has five hundred and fifty six point four points for. So we are separated by point one two points for in our scoring this year. So we are neck and neck. Um, and Sam has had about 18 more points scored against him, which could, you know, equal one of those losses there. So um, I think our teams are, are probably the most similar to each other in the league. Um, and they're both really strong teams. I think, uh, I think that, you know, the, the early on favorites probably for the, for the playoffs are, are Carl, uh, Sam and I, and then uh, probably you, Keith, um, you know, if, if things can fall your way for the rest of the season. But you know, if you look at our lineups, our matchups, they're they're pretty they're pretty damn close, and the and the matchups support that. Derek Henry's going to have his way against Jacksonville. I'm going to be looking at probably a 40 point performance. I'm going to have to overcome from there, and Josh Allen's going to have his way uh, in Kansas City. So those are those are two that are really going to put me probably in a pretty big hole. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to come out of that. You know, if I if I can get a return to form for Dalvin Cook, uh, a return to form, or I, I should say, a continuation of form for Saquon Barkley, and you know, as we talked about earlier with your team, Keith, if, if Patrick Mahomes' targets go to Tyreek Hill and he has another monster game, you know, if Tyreek can can cancel out King Henry for me, I'm, I think I'm looking okay to win this. Um, this is a this is a too close to tell for me, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, if you look literally going up and down our roster, it's like they equal each other, uh, both like in their projected points and, and, and what I think they're going to do with their matchups. Um, and as you can see, I'm, I'm projected to win by at this point, two points. So um, I'm going to be the gentleman here and give the, the win to, to Sam uh, really riding on the strength of uh, Josh Allen, Derek Henry. And um, I, you know, I think this is a cheeky return to performance for Adam Thielen. So that'll be my pick there. Well, for your sake, for for my sake, I hope Adam Thielen plays well because I have him in a few other leagues. So uh, I'll give you that one. But all right, thank you for your picks. Great analysis. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, we're gonna go into award, predicting the awards for Week Five. Um, you wrote a couple notes. I want you to try for the sake of time. Try and pick just two. Um, okay. But uh, what are your predictions for this next week ahead? Not. Joe's release uh, coming up tomorrow, but the week ahead, I'm looking through the end of the weekend. What do you think? Yeah, I, um, I'll go real quickly. Uh, team of the week, ride the bus. Kamara and Dak carry, ride the bus to the win. Uh, skipping transaction of the week, player of the week. Uh, had Alvin Kamara versus Washington football team, I'd also take as a secondary uh, King Henry versus the Tennessee or uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and then I'll go into uh, upset of the week. Uh, can it really be an upset if full teams suck? That's the question, right? Uh, Mo versus Joe. Uh, their names rhyme. Their teams suck. And Joe is just begging at this point to make friends with Roach at the Waffle House. So, uh, 
you know, the, the good thing is I, we got an in with Mo. Mo can show him the ropes. Um, really, this Joe is a couple of, of close matchups away from, from being one of the one loss, maybe even an undefeated team. Uh, he gave me a run for my money. He's given most teams a run for their money. Um, but when you look at it, uh, currently Mo is expected to lose, but he also has a spot open on his bench. So if Mo watches this podcast or checks his lineup and puts Nick Chubb in the starting lineup, uh, you know, move DeAndre Swift up, put Nick Chubb in, one of those two, and you got a Debo Samuel on your bench, that could really flip to, to him pretty quickly. So um, I'm going to go – I'm only going upset, not based on record, but based on projected performance. I'm going to go with the Gooch's loose as the upset of the week. Uh, over, I, I tried to make a case. I really did for Fred versus Carl or for Austin versus Carl. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> just couldn't do it. So it is, uh, it is uh, Mo over Joe. And then uh, Oof of the Week is probably Gino. It's, it's Gino. Uh, he tried so hard. He tried so hard and, and got so far. Uh, it's just. Just like kind of always out does, of reach. Does, in the end, does, it doesn't even matter. Thank you. Thank you for catching me. <laughs> oh, a little cheeky Lincoln part for the for the for the evening. Kind of. I think that's a good, nice little segue uh, into our our segment, the Waffle Watch. Uh, kind of my favorite segment. Um, but we we have some some contenders here, and I, I'm going to start us off uh, with with the first one and. Back to back to good old Waffle House Walker, good old Fern. Um, <laughs> another another gut wrenching loss to I don't know. Actually, I can't even call it a gut wrenching. He just got his ass whooped by by Carl this week, and he was like, "I'd feel okay if I if I if I lose by more than thirty four points because of Cordero Patterson." But Cordero Patterson couldn't even help his ass this week. So, uh, with all the injuries he's got going on, T against coming back, maybe that helps, but. Man, he is he is making it easy for us here at, at the low expectations spot to pick a, a waffle watch for this week. And uh yeah, so I I I think we're gonna see a trend and um he doesn't have an easy matchup this week, so I, I, I could see him easily falling to one and four um and kind of cementing his place down at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, in yeah, it's difficult to not look that way. Um, I've added, uh, official, officially on the watch list, Waffle House Williamson. Um, it, it really is, it really is time to acknowledge the, the cow-shaped elephant in the room, rather the head cow-shaped elephant in the room. And I mean, it's at one and three, he's got two really impressive scoring performances that really against most other opponents in the leagues in those weeks. Um, would have gotten him a W, but I mean, at some point we just have to, we just have to accept that maybe Mo or maybe uh, Joe's just cursed. I mean, it, it, I don't know. Like, did he, uh, did he do something? Did he not do something that he was supposed to do? Like at this point, I mean, the fact that you score 150 and still can't get a win um, that's just, I mean, I'd kill to score 150. I'm, I'm scoring 95 and getting a win. So I, 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 Joe, I'm officially putting him on notice. Waffle House Williamson, um, ugh, 
Big yikes. I think last but not least, we, we have uh, the loosest of Gucci's, uh, Mo Cortez, Maurice Curtis, as he's known by Hoosiers, to blend in. Um, he, he has the roster to make the playoffs. I think, Philly, you touched on that. He's got the talent there. Uh, adding Debo is going to make his life, uh, hopefully, I mean, significantly better. Um, and even giving up Mixon, he's still got significant talent in the running back position with Chubb, DeAndre Swift, who we talked about last week is uh, whoever the fuck their crazy head coach is, the guy from old guy from New Orleans. Uh, but he's given Swift more touches too. And then Aaron Jones, whenever Rodgers decides to feed him, balls the fuck out. Um, so Mo could very easily be out of the Waffle House watch. Um, but with his current record and going up against Joe, like I said, Joe can pop off any given week or he can drop a dud. Uh, so it just depends on what we're going to get this week. And uh, really the loser of that matchup is going to probably cement themselves into the, the Waffle House watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I talked to, I was talking to this about, I was talking to Carl about this. Um, I, I disagree. I mean, uh, Mo's got one of the best points for in the league. I think he's like number four, number five, if I'm not mistaken, well over 500 points. Uh, eventually those numbers are going to, are going to pay off for him. He's got the points for it. Unlucky matchups. Um, it, it's not, it's not unlucky. Like Joe's unlucky, right? Like Joe's unlucky. It's like, okay, you, 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 you slept with someone's wife. You're cursed. <laughs> whereas, whereas Mo's unlucky is just like really unfortunate, like matchups. So yeah. I don't think he's in danger of Waffle House. Uh, the points four says it. I think at the end of the season, he's probably going to be one of the six playoff teams. But yeah, I mean, right now sitting at one and three, like it, it's it's a. I mean, yeah, you got you got to acknowledge it. Yeah, the good, the good thing about the good thing Mo has go for him is he is he's one consistent receiver away from having a, a banger of a starting lineup. Um, you know, because he can run DeAndre Swift the flex and Nick Chubb. I mean, you got Stafford, okay. Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Amari Cooper, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift, uh, Ryan Suckup. I mean, defenses are you know, hit or miss each week for everyone in the league. Um, so really, his one spot here in the uh, on this roster is Emmanuel Sanders, and he may have found his guy in Debo Samuel. Um, so you know, if Debo Samuel becomes that guy for him, he's a dangerous, dangerous threat down the down the the, the end of the season for us. Yeah, that that leads us right into our our weekly superlatives. Um, Keith, well, what's your superlative for this week? Oh. My my superlative, uh, it goes to Mo. Most likely to lose despite scoring more than enough to win. Um, you know, you could easily go with Joe on this one, but I think Joe's just cursed. Um, whereas whereas I think Mo just has playful bad luck. But I mean, week one he scored enough to beat seven of nine members. Uh, week two was a dud. Um, week three he he got a he got the win, but he still could have won all but one matchup that week. Um, week four, he scored enough to beat five teams. Like most likely to score more than most likely to lose despite scoring more than enough to get wins against most other teams. It's it's got to go to Mo. Uh, mine for this week comes from uh, actually our chat after not checking it like this morning, and 
and getting on and all of a sudden we have like a hundred different messages but this one is uh, most likely to to uh, try and sell the Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl championships insurance is going to Carl uh, Carl will he'll try to sell the tits off of anything so uh, and we know we know that these 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 Super Bowls that the Pittsburgh Steelers have won are, are they're they're kind of old so uh, I mean other than their one juvenile one uh, but that that yeah Carl Carl's always looking he's a businessman trying to do businessman and uh, he'd be he'd be selling those bad boys some insurance for sure it reminds me a lot of that of the of the Ted Lasso the original Ted Lasso video the commercial when, like, when he when he was doing like the association he goes oh Manchester United used to be great haven't won in a long time and he goes Dallas Cowboys <laughs> that's that's the Steelers like used to be great haven't won in a really long time also Dallas Cowboys (laughs) yeah the the difference in the Steelers in the past 20 years is they have that 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 title uh or I guess two titles but they they are otherwise a middle of the road team every year they have one one or two seasons where they pop off and and make a deep run but I would say even last year even last year they were kind of fraudulent what they started like 11 and 0 but like then they get they get smoked after that, you know. It, it just I, I think yeah. Juju, I think Juju cursed him. Dance, doing the fucking dances, man. Doing <laughs> the fucking TikTok dance on the logo. He's like uh, dude, the only himself. the only team. There's only one team in existence in the entire world right now that can talk about past championships, and that's Alabama. As much as I hate to say it, it's Alabama because Alabama's still winning them, so they can talk about all the ones they've won because they're still winning them nearly every year every other team the patriots could up until two years ago the patriots could say whatever they wanted because they were still winning they could claim they could talk about them all if your team has won one or two or less in the past 20 years shut up it's done yeah that's what i I, Gino would be another superlative most likely to bitch about his team being bad after being good for 20 years Oh, that's mildly inconvenient. Gino's like, oh, the, the Patriots are so bad. I was like, dude, you haven't even witnessed a losing season in your lifetime. Shut the fuck right, up. Right. That, right. So that's a, that's life as a football fan has been his, pretty much his entire life as a football fan has just been nothing but, but oh. happiness. Oh, so yeah. Keith read a, a tweet. Cry me a river, bro. He tagged Moose with a tweet uh, earlier today or maybe yesterday that was, um, that was talking about watching the, the Patriots game. And uh, in the in the moment being Mac Jones is a bum, and then the next day saying, um, you know, despite uh, you know a shaky performance, Mac Jones looks to be a solid quarterback for the future. And then by Thursday, there's just full on Mac Jones is the answer. He's going to be the next Tom Brady. That's that's how they live in their heads. And you know, even like um, when Fenway Sports Group bought Liverpool, uh, the the message I heard from from Mushu was. Uh, you know, good luck. The Red Sox, uh, they don't ever spend any money. The Red Sox have four times the payroll of the Rays. What are you talking about? They don't spend the money. Right. They spend $300 million a year on yeah, their salary. Just because they don't spend as much as the Dodgers, they still spend. Bro. Right, right. And we have one We have one final superlative. Keith, I'm going to let you take that one. Yeah, this one, it's, it's, it goes out to Philly. I mean, Jesus Christ, Philly. <laughs> um, most likely to show up late for the special. Do I, do I get to defend myself here? Most oh, no, no, no. most likely to show up like um, for the guest appearance on the pod, despite being the very first person to ask to be on. Um, you confirming the time, and you know I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So most Unless likely the to show up. Is for, 
unless the bunk bed is a is a triple decker bunk bed that all three of us can share. It's not. Well, there you go. <laughs> we, we move on. We move on. I digress. <laughs> to wrap us up this week, uh, this week we introduced Keith and Kamisha's mailbag. We had some great submissions, um, some really interesting stuff. So I'm going to let uh, Philly read through the submissions. And Philly, you get to pick the one we talk about this week. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, Car sorry, Coral. We're not talking about Roth RAs. Uh, and Gino, if I had an answer for you, why God hates you, this would be all be so much easier for you. Um, I'm a little torn here um, between the superheroes and the roll of tape. I think I'm going to go with superheroes. Uh, but honorable mention, if you haven't seen Squid Game, watch Squid Game. I will not I'll go into it, but it's, it's fucking dope. Um, but superheroes to get buckled with. Uh, submitted by Cheese. Um, I, I like this one. I was kind of hoping you picked it. Um, definitely shout out to Joe for Roll the Tape. That's a great idea. Um, I, would, I would love to do that one in the future, but uh, honoring our guest picker, superheroes to get buckled with. Um, the exact word that uh, Cheese used was swashbuckled, uh, okay. but but Sam and I really like the phrase buckled, so I put buckled in notes. That was coined yeah, by Mushu. Mushu in twenty eighteen at the Indy five hundred. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. It's buckled. it's a it's I mean it's an immediate in the lexicon, you know, it's it's immediate ad in the dictionary uh, word. It's it's fantastic. Um so do I do I go first here or do I let y'all Yeah, you go ahead, take it away. Um, you know, I think we got a glimpse of this in Iron Man. No, in Age of Ultron, we got a glimpse of this. Um, after they, what, I, don't, I don't know who they beat, but they were celebrating um, at Tony Stark's mansion when Ultron first uh, yeah. first showed up. Uh, and so uh, I, I'll probably go with Iron Man. Um, I wanted to go with Cap. Uh, because he just it takes like 50 beers to get him drunk um but i feel like he'd get a little bit too self-righteous and i don't really know that if, i don't know that drunk cap is a fun cap or not uh but drunk iron man is very clearly a fun a fun iron man and if you got a drunk billionaire and he's letting you like put on the suit and fire the, the blasters and take his cars out for a test drive or whatever the hell he wants he's got the most high-tech mansion in the world and he's gonna let you run free in it and he doesn't give a fuck and also he pulls he pulls, he pulls, he pulls. There's going to be hot pitches around. It's going to be a good time. So, that's, um, that's, a pick. that's a solid pick. Sam, do you want to go? Or do you want me to go? I, I can go. Me. I can go. I, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, mine is coming from Avengers Endgame. I'm going to go with, with Brothor. I, I think Brothor would be a lot of fun. Because like regular Thor, he's I mean he's cool too. But like Brother, like I can feel like we could vibe over dad bods, you know. Um, right. And like we could find whatever the the guy, a noob master, and he's hanging out with Korg. And I think Korg is like one of like probably my favorite characters in the MCU, even though he's portrayed completely differently than he is in the comics. Uh, not in a bad way, but I, I just think that his whole vibe is super. I I feel like I could just get 
fucking hammered with this guy and then show up to the the quantum realm or whatever to do some quantum time travel and in my tongue over sunglasses you know I, I feel like we kind of vibe in the whole sweatpants thing i think you, you can argue who the best uh main superhero is to get buckled with but the best plus one that that superhero is bringing is Korg, and it's not even oh, a oh. question yeah, no, Korg, no Korg, Korg is my absolute like favorite non main character. Like, yeah, I think Korg, you want to start a revolution? He's hysterical <laughs> and take away TT, his, his voice for Korg is genius. It's just absolutely genius. Um, my pick is also Thor, but it's for a different reason. Um, my pick is Thor, event, um, not Avengers, um, Thor Ragnarok. We saw this man's ability to put him down. Um, so actually, actually, I, I just changed this up mid-game just to just to um, say something different. Um, Thor would be my pick, um, but in the interest of saying something different, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange yeah. can cast spells to give you free beer. Uh, that is an underrated quality. Wow, my man, my man topped off like a full stein of beer, which I mean, Thor impressively took down in like half a second. But I'm gonna go with Doctor Strange in the interest of set, not only in the interest of saying something different, but uh, pointing out a very valuable uh, ability to have uh, with a night out with the fellas. Yeah, you're gonna get buckled. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna yeah. get buckled. <laughs> Basic normal Thor is too uh, is too full of himself. Like you would just spend the like. And you you see it in, in, in Age of Ultron, he just starts talking about himself, and it's kind of annoying. Normal Thor uh, so, would 100% go out with the fellas and then ignore you when you got to the bar. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I didn't even think about the Doctor Strange call, and that is A plus right there. I thought about You're that. You're talking about drinking for free? I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad you've said it because that was my secondary. So I think we're on the same wavelength. It's the row paths. They're all connected. Um, They're all connected. But that, that wraps up our show today, fellas. Uh, I can guarantee that we are probably sitting about an hour and 15 minutes, if I had to assume. But, uh, you know, yeah. I hope the fellas stay tuned because this is definitely, like I said, we had some really, really great content this week, some really great analysis. Philly, thank you for taking the time from – Yeah, appreciate uh, it. Thanks for, thanks for taking some time for us. Uh, I know you put together a bunk bed, so I'm glad you were able to yeah. take some time putting that together and, and chat with us. Philly, I, I put uh, it on backwards. That was my reason for being on late. Go ahead. I put it on backwards. We put we put like the one of the supporting beams on backwards. So I and I took it off and put it back on upside down. Mm-hmm. So despite, three times. Uh, despite my superlative, all is forgiven. Um, this was a this was a great show. It's great having you on. Thank you for being our first Groovy Tony Jada Kiss guest picker award. <laughs> it's a long season. We might have you back. So. Uh, keep, anytime, keep anytime, boys. Keep, keep, the, keep the bat phone close, and uh, you might you might be getting a call from the boys. I appreciate it, boys. Fellas, that wraps us up this week, episode two in the books. Thank you for sticking with us. Peace out, fellas. <laughs>